chosen to join with us. I'm so encouraged that today, no matter what we've been through, no matter what we're going through, God's not done with us yet. God of promise, God of the future, you see beginning and end. God of the rescue, God of the breakthrough, how great is your faithfulness. Oh, no eyes ever seen, no ears ever heard, no one could ever comprehend. Your will be enough, we promise we will trust.
pleasures that fade never enough then you came along put me back together my every desire is now satisfied here in your love oh there's nothing Better than you, there's nothing better than you, Lord, there's nothing, nothing is better than you. the God of the mountain is the God of the valley there's not a place your mercy and grace will find me again oh there's nothing better than you there's nothing
together and to celebrate the Lord. You know, he is the God who turns graves into gardens. He's the one that can make dry bones live again. He's the one that brings life to our souls and that's why we are together today. Hey, hey, do something as we welcome one another this morning. Uh, go on and spread the word because we have a message of life that we are bringing to your homes, to your world right now. And, and these songs are just a part of the reminder. So do me a favor. Go on and begin to take your phone, text your friends, uh, use your social media platforms, begin to share the link, ask people to connect in. What else are you going to do, right? It's a great moment to have a life-changing encounter with God, and I believe in that for you today. I know that what we're about to experience has an eternal value, and I want to make sure that you and your loved ones don't miss out on it this morning. Hey, listen, I'm excited that we are together. However we're drawing together, wherever we are, no matter the distance, this is a good thing. And I'm grateful to share it with you, and I'm grateful to be with you this morning. Hey, I never thought that perhaps we would be celebrating Mother's Day next week at a distance yet. And that's just a reminder, by the way, for all of you out there. You want to go ahead and begin to think about this week, regardless of how your life is working out, how special that mom is in your life or that person that really means the most to you right there. I want you to make sure you take plans this week. And then next week, we're excited to bring our worship to you, and especially a word of encouragement in days like these. Uh, this morning, we're going to talk about perspective. That's the next step of how your faith can grow even when the world falls apart. How you can thrive even when the world falls apart, your world falls apart, and it's not going your way. And we're going to sing a couple of songs that help us begin to draw our perspective to a little higher place than where we're living today and what we're going through in this moment. God has a plan. He loves you. He is an amazing God, and He wants to be good toward those who trust Him. That's who He is. He never changes. And so regardless of where you're coming from, what you're going through, how your mind is working, what your heart is processing, God is a good God. He has a plan. And I want to share that with you this morning. Hey, can we take a moment and can I just pray for you right where you are? I want to ask God to speak to you and help you in the midst of what you're going through to sense his power and his presence. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for my friends this morning. I thank you for my family out there, my family of faith, people who are searching, people who are seeking, people who are deep in their relationship with you and those who want to be. I thank you for every man, woman. I thank you for every student. You have made them. You know them. You care about them, regardless of what they've been through and where they're coming from. You are that kind of God. And so we need your presence this morning. Where we sit, 
where we stand, what we're going through. We need you to lift our hearts and our spirits. You are that kind of God. So help us to see higher, to look above, to experience better. And we thank you this morning for your healing, for your touch, for who you're going to be for us from this day forward. God, we love you. And so we draw into you right now and we pray for miracles. We pray that as you've moved mountains, you will do it again. As you've parted seas, as you've spoken in your word, you will do those kinds of things again for those who love you, who trust you, and long for something better. So we give our hearts to you right now as we continue in worship. In the greatest name of all, the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Walking
What a great way to begin our morning together, to be reminded of words through song that will lift our hearts, that remind us to have the right perspective. And we've been in this series uh, called How to Have Faith and, and to learn how to strengthen your faith when the world falls apart, even when your world falls apart, when you don't know what to do, when you're not sure how to think, uh, when you don't really even understand perhaps how you feel, there's an answer. And we've been talking about that. This morning, I want to give you another word. This is the next part of helping you, helping me make it through this season of life with great faith and to be able to overcome the challenges that come our way. The word today that we're going to talk about is perspective. You know, you hear people say, it's all a matter of perspective. And if you think about our perspective, it's limited. How do we make decisions? How do we think about things today? Well, we use the information that we're given in a current moment, and we base our perspective on perhaps experiences from the past, and they shape us today. They cause us with the information that we gather currently. Uh, they cause us through our experiences that we have to try to do the best right now, and that's how we determine our perspective. But what if there were a better perspective? Think about it this way. How did you and I know that what we are going through right now would be a reality for us. We didn't. That's one of the most unique things about being human. We cannot see the future. We have no idea what tomorrow holds. We have no understanding of what's out there a few months from now, a year from now, two years from now, five years. We cannot see forward. We have limited perspective. I was listening yesterday to Warren Buffett, and he talked about in life, there's nothing that's guaranteed. You just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. He's 89, and he has great wisdom in some matters of life, but he realizes he cannot see the future. None of us can see the future. If we had known what was happening today in our lives, we probably would go back and do things a little different in our past. We would have made adjustments, different decisions. We would have prepared better. We would have come up with a better plan. But we just can't do that. We are usually trapped in a moment. And in the moment, our emotions get the best of us. Our minds, boy, those thoughts can go all over the place. Uh, our feelings, boy, aren't those challenging. And the information that we receive in the moment, it changes. So it's hard to base your life in feelings, thoughts, even emotions, and the information that you will receive today. We need something better. We need a better perspective. So today I want to talk to you about a higher perspective. I want to talk to you about how you can genuinely view your life and build your faith with a better perspective on today, a better perspective on what you're walking through and how you can be encouraged, how you can grow and be strengthened as a child of God to experience his best in your life. Perspective. And I want to look at God's perspective with you this morning. What I think about in our current moment is that there is a reality that there's a lot of discouragement. There's a lot of unknown. Some people have doubts. Uh, hey, depression is real. There are people that are going through a lot of things 
physically, with jobs, or even with their bodies, emotionally, mentally. There are a lot of things that are going on. Hey, I even read an article that those who are in the top 1% of the world, they're loving life right now. They're actually making more money out of people losing their jobs. Isn't that messed up? But it's a matter of perspective. When we look at it from our perspective, we're going to get angry. We're going to get frustrated. We're going to get lost in our emotions and our feelings. We're going to process who we are based on what we see right now. But there is a king. There is a judge. There is someone with a higher perspective. And he knows how to overcome all of the challenges that you and I face. He knows how to deal with the people who are around us, who perhaps wrong us, who perhaps are going through things that we don't even understand. God is at work in their lives just as much as he's willing to be at work in yours. Perspective. And in moments like this where we're challenged, where we question ourselves, where perhaps we question our past, and where we just don't know, God, how could you? God, where are you? God, what do you want? Why am I here? Why does this matter? What is next? God has a perspective, and we need to see it. We need to plug into it, because that's going to help us have faith. And it's going to help our faith grow when everything else falls apart. So when I think about God's perspective and the reality that we need a better perspective today, we just do as people We need a better perspective of our future than we have perhaps in this current moment. And we need a perspective that's genuinely going to change our lives and how we interact with people once we return to a season of life where we can actually express that to one another. How are we going to do that? Well, when I think about a higher perspective, a better perspective, when I think about having God's perspective, There are a few things that stand out, and I want to share those with you this morning. The first thing, when I think about having a higher perspective, when I think about having God's perspective, what is God's perspective? Well, God's perspective in my life, God's perspective in your life, God's perspective when he looks at this situation from a different angle than you and I are looking at our world today, God's perspective It's better and it's good. God's perspective is just better. And his perspective on your life is good. What he sees in you is good. What he wants for you and for me is good. His perspective is just better. I've listened, you've listened, we listen to a lot of people. We get our information from media from the news, from leaders, from friends, from family, from counselors. We get our information from a lot of different people. But what if we got our information first and our perspective first from God's perspective? Because his perspective, quite frankly, is just going to be better than anyone else around you and any voice that you listen to. And quite frankly, His perspective is always going to be for your good. That's who he is. Let me give you a verse. Many of you will know this verse very well, but some of you perhaps have never heard it before or you've forgotten it. But I want you to hear this verse. From Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, this is what the Bible says. 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He knows the plans he has for you, and he declares it, says the Lord. These plans, these plans are to prosper you and not to harm you. These plans, my plans, says the Lord, are to give you hope and a future, something that is beyond today. That is God's perspective. And his perspective, it's better and it's good. When I look at this verse, here's what I understand about God's perspective. And boy, do I need that in this moment of life. And I know you do as well. When we look at God's perspective and we see it from his way, here's what I learned from that verse. He knows. God says in this passage, I know. So hold on a minute. Call a time out on your life, on your emotions, on your thinking, and pause for a minute and recognize we did not know this was happening. Very few people knew that this had the, the chance to be a situation where the world would shut down. We didn't see that, but God did. God knows. Why? He's God. His perspective is just different than ours. If you're going through a difficulty in your job right now, if you're going through a difficulty in relationship, if you're going through a difficulty of emotion, or perhaps you're one of those, and this actually has turned out to create something in you to become a better person, can I tell you something? God knew that. God knew what he was doing, and he knows you. And he doesn't just know what you're going through, and he doesn't just know what you've been through. He knows what he has for you. And that's the second thing that this passage helps me understand. God knows, and he says, I know the plans. So God has a plan. And God has a plan. He says it very clearly in this passage I know the plans I have for you. God has a plan for you. So hold on just a minute, because the reality is we may struggle. We may look back. We may have turmoil going on in our souls, but God knows the plan that he has for you, for you. And he hasn't left you out, and he hasn't forgotten about us, and he hasn't abandoned us in this moment. And guess what? He has the answers that we need. He is God. I know the plans that I have for you. And what are those plans like? Well, we are reminded in Scripture. He knows the plans that he has for us. And here's a very important part of Jeremiah 29, 11. His plans are not to harm you. God is not against you. So many times in life, we as people, because of things we've done, or things that we're going through, or the way that we receive information, or that people have treated us, or will treat us in the moments where we go through great struggle, we feel like, and we misrepresent, and we misproject, we falsely project on God people's perspective, and therefore we think, well, I deserve this. He's against me. I, he can't love me. He can't bring me through this. Can I help you with something about God's perspective? God does not want to harm you. He is not against you. He is for you. And he does not want bad things occurring for you as his person. He doesn't 
look at you the way that people look at you. He doesn't process the way that people process. His perspective on our lives is better and it's good. He does not want to harm. And so Jeremiah reminds us of the perspective, the declaration of God. I know the plans I have for you. And they are not to bring you harm. They are not against you. They are not to tear you down. So if that's not what God's perspective is on us, then what is God's perspective? Well, that's the other part of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Because he mentions some things in this verse that help me understand God's perspective on my life. What does God want for me? What does God want for you? What does God want for the people around you that you love and care about? What is God's perspective? Well, this is what Jeremiah teaches us. God's perspective, he wants you to thrive. He wants you to have hope. And God wants you to have a better future. Think about that. He knows the plans he has for you, plans to prosper you. In other words, he wants you to thrive. And I'm not one of those people, never have been, where that means that you're just going to thrive financially. Many of you right now are not thriving financially. Some of you may be, but it's way beyond that. Living a life that thrives is all about seeing your life through God's perspective and understanding He knows the plans He has for you. And those plans are to help you thrive in the midst of the life that you have to thrive in the circumstances that you are facing. That is God's perspective. Now, he also says that I want to give you hope. And hope allows you to see through dark days, discouraging days, moments of doubt, and yes, even moments of depression. Hope allows you to look beyond and where do you get hope? Well, I don't find it in myself these days. I know that many of you don't find it in yourselves. And if you look back on your life, you might have moments of challenge and discouragement. And so you think, he can't, he won't, he doesn't love me, he's not with me in this. No, 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 no. He says that I have come to give you a hope so that you can look beyond what you know today and you can look beyond perhaps what's in your past. I've come to give you hope and a future. Only God can see your future. Only God really cares about your best self in what's going to be. He can see that. And when we have God's perspective, we can begin to look at ourselves, our circumstances, the things that we've gone through, the things that we are going through. We're able to then take God's perspective and we're able to look beyond. Because his perspective is better. It's better than what we're feeling today, what we're thinking today, what we're going through. It's better than our past. His perspective is good. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans to help you thrive, to prosper, and not to harm you. They are plans to give you hope and a future. And that's the first thing that I understand about having the right perspective when I'm going through challenges, and when I need my faith to be built up to trust him more. Here's the second thing that I've learned in these days is I think about faith and, and how things fall apart. And when, if I'm not careful, my perspective will get on what is 
I need something better. I need to know God's perspective. And here's the second thing that I understand about God's perspective. God's perspective, it's eternal and it's secure. God's perspective is eternal and it's secure. In other words, God is not limited to the past. And God is not limited to just knowing the present and trying to react and solve problems and and deal with what is. That's what we do. We, We make decisions based on our past or what we know. And we try to solve problems in the moment. And we may look a little bit ahead in our lives. We may try to plan for a moment, a month, a year, 10 years. We may try to plan for a lifetime. But that's not as good as God's perspective. God's perspective sees it all. It's eternal. He sees beyond your month, your year, your timeline, your lifetime. God's perspective is all about what he knows from the beginning of when we started to count time until the day that it ends and beyond. God's perspective is eternal And because his perspective is eternal, when I get God's perspective on life, I know that his perspective is not only eternal, it is the most secure part of my existence. And I can invest all of myself in trusting him because it's secure. Let me give you another passage. Jesus said this, and it's very important because this passage from John chapter 10 helps us understand God's eternal and secure perspective. Listen to this. Jesus said, I give them. He's talking about his people. He's talking about his children. He's talking about those who would trust him. And for all of them, he says, I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. Hey, that's really good. That's powerful. But he doesn't stop. He goes on and Jesus says, My Father, so he's talking about his heavenly Father. He's talking about God. God, who has given them to me, he is greater than all. And no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. And so Jesus says, Listen, I'll give you eternal life. No one can snatch you out of my hand. My Father, who is greater than me, no one can snatch them out of his hand. And then he says this, I and the Father are one. That last part of the verse is very important. I and the Father are one. Jesus is making a huge connection here about perspective. Jesus understands our perspective. It's one thing to think about God's perspective being from heaven. And you have this image, I have this image of who God is. Your image may be a secular image or it may be a church image. But when we think of God, we think of God as some perfect and holy being. And we create this picture, perhaps we've seen it on TV or somewhere in church. And we think of God that way. And God is holy. God is separate. We really have a tough time relating to God's perspective. But God is so good that he sent his son to help us have perspective. You see, Jesus stepped down from heaven as the son of God. And he walked upon the same earth 
on the same dirt with the same orbit and the same existence that you and I experience today. The same stuff. The same body, the same mind, the same heart, the same emotions, the same joys, the same frustrations, the same loves, the same pains. Jesus felt it all. And that's very important. Because it's not just about having God's perspective that helps us. It's one of the things that we really get to understand through a relationship with Jesus is that he really gets who we are. He understands what we're going through. He kind of has our perspective. And if he knows what we feel, what we think, what we're going through, what we struggle with, and if he can speak into that from a human point of view, which Jesus did, then that gives the divine God-centered perspective all the more power in our lives today. And so there are some things that as Jesus talks here about God's perspective and quite frankly his perspective on our life that stands out to me to help me understand God's perspective is eternal and it's secure, the most secure part of my entire existence, of your entire existence. And this is what stands out. Number one, he talks about giving eternal life. And God, through his son Jesus, gives you and I the opportunity to experience eternal life. That's life forever, but it begins with life today. It's not getting lost in the moment of life right now. It's looking at right now and God's perspective, realizing that he wants to give us life a life that begins today and that goes on for eternity with him. Jesus gives. We don't earn. We definitely don't deserve. We cannot take credit for. Jesus gives eternal life. And what a gift. What a perspective. If we looked at eternal life from our perspective, we don't deserve it. Who could love us that way? Why should we be blessed of God and experience the kindness and mercy and goodness of God? Well, it doesn't matter how we feel about it from our perspective. God's perspective is eternal. And he says, I will give to you eternal life. And he says this, you will never perish. So today we may feel like the world is falling apart. We may be struggling with details in our life. We, we may not have answers to the questions and the desires that we have most in our heart and that we're stressing over or thinking about. We just don't know. But Jesus says, I'll give you eternal life and you will never perish. It won't come to an end. It won't break down. It won't be destroyed. It cannot be taken away from you. Now that cannot be said about anything else that we're going through in our world today. It really can't. It can't be said about your relationships, about your jobs, about your finances, and about your health. It cannot be said about anything. But Jesus says, I can give you something that can never be taken away. And it will never break down, and it will never fail you, and it will always be there for you. It is the gift of eternal life. And once you receive this, you will never perish. Oh yeah, like this body will struggle, our emotions will struggle, things in this world will struggle, but it is beyond that because God's perspective is eternal and when he says you'll never perish, it helps us understand his perspective is secure. It's not going to change. It's powerful in that. He says 
no one can snatch you away from him. He and the Father are one, right? And he says, listen, I'll give you this and no one can snatch you out of my hand. And my Father who is greater than I, for all those that he's given to me, no one can snatch them out of his hand. Now, I don't know how strong your grip is, right? I don't know what you're holding on to in life. Uh, I don't know what you cling to as far as dreams and hopes. Maybe there are even fears that paralyze you. Maybe there are things that you look back on and they've limited your perspective. But God's perspective is one where when he gets you and he gets a hold of who you are and he grabs your life and your heart and you place that in his hands and you trust him with it and you receive his gift of life, he's got you. And he's never going to let go. You can't do anything to get out of the hand of God. You just can't. Why? Because he's God and we're not. We see our perspective, our actions, our emotions, our feelings. But he sees something a lot better that is good, that is more eternal, and it is definitely more secure. He holds all of those who will trust in him through his son Jesus And we can never be taken away from his hand. Your struggles will not take you out of the hand and the love of God. Your failures will not take you out of the hand and the love of God. Current moments where you don't know and don't know how to look forward, they cannot take you out of the hand and the power and the loving kindness of God. He is that strong. He's that strong. So he's better than the strong man at your gym. He's better than that person that you admire. He is stronger than any human because he is forever. Past, present, and future forever. And when he gets you, he never lets go. When Jesus gets you and you trust him, you give your life to him, he never lets go. And you'll never have a moment where you have it all figured out. You and I will never have a moment where we get it all right. We can't. We're human, and that's okay. But he is God. He sees better, and once we place our lives in his hands, he never lets go. No one can snatch us out of the hand of God. Isn't that good? And when I think about what he says, he's that strong, and how is he that strong? He's God. I'm not. You're not. The people giving you information around you, they are not God, but he is. He is God, and he sees a lot better. It's a lot better for us to catch that it's eternal, and we are secure when we trust him. Here's the third thing when I think about having God's perspective, and we need that in our world today. We need that as people today. We need to look beyond the moment and look ahead. And the third thing that stands out to me is that God's perspective, it is higher, and it can be trusted. God's perspective, it's higher and it can be trusted. In other words, he sees things just a whole lot, not only better and more eternal, he sees them different. He looks on us different. He sees something that is higher than we see, that is better than we see. He doesn't look at this from our perspective and get limited by that. Though he understands us, and he feels what we feel, and he goes through, through his son Jesus, this full understanding of humanity, he sees higher. This is what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9. God says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, 
It's what God says. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That's who God is. And that's why his perspective is needed in our moments of life, just like today, just like right now with whatever it is you're going through. We need God's perspective on this. His perspective is just higher than our perspective. He sees beyond what we can see. He knows more than we can know. And therefore, he can be trusted. His perspective is higher and he can be trusted. This is what I learned from this passage about God's perspective. God is not like us. He says that. I'm not like you. Listen, you can pick out the best of you, the best of humanity, the, the person you think does the most for everybody else, that is the perfect picture of holiness in however you can conceive it and imagine and think that that person is the most trustworthy. And God says, that's not good enough. I'm even better than that. I think higher than that. That's a human perspective. I am better. I have higher, says the Lord. My thoughts, my ways are nothing like your ways. You're going to try to figure it out. You're going to try to work it out. But my ways, my thoughts will get you even beyond where you can get yourself. He is God. And therefore, when we take on his perspective, we take on a perspective that is higher than the moments that we live through. We take on a perspective that is better than what we're going through. We're able to ask him to give us the right perspective because he's God and his ways are higher. They're nothing like ours. I also see his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Now, now ask yourself an honest question. Where's your mind been lately? How are your thoughts? What are you thinking about right now? For some, yeah, you're, you're thinking about a return to normal. For some, you're thinking about what you've lost. For some, you're thinking about how you're going to get better. For some, you're just thinking about survival. How to turn inward, to isolate, to shut down, and survive. God's thoughts are higher than that. And his thoughts are kind toward you. His thoughts are good toward you. His thoughts are something that want to help you with your own thoughts, with my own thoughts, to move forward in life and not go backward and not get stuck. His thoughts are better. They're higher. They're more lasting. And they can be trusted. He says, in my ways, they are higher than your ways. So we have a way of working things out in our life, and we want to execute our plan, but things don't always go according to plan. God's ways are higher than our ways. He knows what he's doing, and he's going to work it out. And when we get his perspective, his perspective that is higher, his perspective that can be trusted, we know then that his good thoughts and his ways are for us, and he's going to see us through, even in the moment in which we're living, or the things which we've dealt with in our lives, 
He's going to see us through, and he's going to move us ahead. Yeah, it's all a matter of perspective. And we really cannot see the future. We really don't know, even beyond our lifetime, what's going to happen. But God does. And so his thoughts are higher. His ways are higher. He knows the plans he has for you. They are better and they are good. They are plans to help you thrive, to have hope and a future, and he's not against you. That's powerful to know in the moments like we live in today. God's perspective, it's eternal and it's secure. He gives gifts, and the greatest gift is the gift of life, and life forever where we'll never perish. And where he holds on to us even when we may not hold on to him or be able to hold on to the things that we care about God holds on to us, and he will never let you go. That's eternal, and that is a powerful perspective, and we need that in our world today. His eternal and secure perspective to give us security in the midst of moments of change and challenge. And we've learned today, as we think about God's perspective, that it's higher and it can be trusted. He doesn't work the way that we work. His ways are better. They are higher. His thoughts are higher. He's going to execute his plan, like it or not, understand it or not, feel it or not. He's that good, his perspective. So perhaps today you need a change of perspective. You need to be able to look above yourself, above your feelings, above what you're going through, and above the current circumstances. You need to look beyond your past and moments where you've had things that have challenged you greatly, and you need something that goes further. Well, for some of you, my friends today, you've never actually trusted God personally. You've never received that gift that Jesus says, I give them eternal life, and no one can snatch them out of my hand. They will never perish. Maybe you've never received the real key to life, and that is placing your life in the hands of Jesus, in the hands of God, where he grabs hold of you, and he begins to work with all that you are and all that you've been through to give you something better in the future. If that's you today, then you can comment online. You you have a note there where you can click and say, hey, today I want to begin a relationship with Jesus. I want to begin to place my faith in Jesus, and that will change your life. For others out there, yeah, you've already trusted in God. You know Him and you're living as best as you can to trust Him. You've trusted in Jesus as your Savior, but you're struggling mentally. You're struggling perhaps in your heart or emotionally or physically. There's a lot that you don't know, but God does. And in this moment, you can even pray, God, I just need you to help me change my perspective. I need you to give me your perspective, a higher perspective. So that my faith can grow. So that my life can thrive the way that you said it would. Because you give me hope and you know my future. That's who you are. So wherever you're coming from today, however you're receiving this, let's receive. Let's ask God to give us his perspective. And I want to pray with you over that right now. So Father, I thank you for my friends this morning. I thank you for every one of your sons and daughters. You have a word for them, for their life, where they live, and what they're going through. And God, you see, your perspective is greater right now than anything they see. And you're better. You are good. God, you see and give what is eternal. 
and it's secure. And God, you are working in a way that is higher than we can ever understand and that is beyond anything of humanity. God, you are doing that and therefore you can be trusted. And so on behalf of my friends today, first for those who are ready to take the step of receiving the gift of eternal life by trusting in Jesus with all their heart, God, I pray for them right now. And they are asking you right now to give them that gift and to begin to change their hearts and their lives. And I thank you for them right now as they take that step of faith. And God, I pray also for all of your children who have already placed their faith in Jesus, but today they need to change their perspective and see it your way. I pray over them in Jesus' name. And I ask you to bring healing and hope and a future and good and work it out. God, just work it out because you can. And God, we trust you today and we thank you for this. We thank you for this moment that is holy where we can look forward in the powerful name above every name, the name of Jesus, amen. Isn't that good perspective? And and here at Calvary, one of the things we've done is, is through our website, you can go there and you can look at the resources that are provided to help you adjust your life, even in these days, to God's perspective. Connecting through community, being able to connect through studies and resources that we are providing through church at home, you can go to our website and see that. I want to thank you to all of you who are giving. And and if you're interested in being a part of this family and continuing to support the work and you're able in this generation, thank you for doing that. You as our partners are helping so many people, not only in this community and in our city and state, but around the world. You're doing that when you give. And we are looking forward to continuing to bring hope and life to all people in our nation and in our world. And it's because of our partners like you. So go to Calvary online there and make sure that you make your gifts and thank you for them. Thank you for being a part of bringing hope and real life, real perspective to other people. And this church is committed to continuing to empowering you. Next week is Mother's Day. I look forward to encouraging all of you through that moment. But we do things like Jumpstart, which we're about to do. So families, gather around. We support you. We know it's hard. We want to support you and your kids. And so we're going to go to Pastor Stephen right now. And I can't wait to see you all again soon. Calvary Kids. I'm Pastor Steven, and I am so excited that you're tuning in again today for another Sunday morning of Jumpstart Worship. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this kind of moment that we've had together the past few Sundays. I know that I have. Today, I have something really exciting for you guys, because after we worship, we're going to look at one of the most famous Bible verses of all time. I bet some of you could probably even guess, before I tell you what it is, what verse we're going to be looking at. But I'm not going to tell you yet. So go ahead and start thinking in your minds, hmm, what Bible verse might we be talking about today that everyone knows? Trust me, you're going to know it when I say what it is. But before we get into that, I've enjoyed worshiping with you guys the past few weeks through song. So we're going to all stand up in our living rooms, wherever you might be. And this week, you might even be able to convince your parents or your grandparents or whoever it is 
to do some of the dances along with you. So go ahead and stand up in your living room, get your people around you, and let's get ready to worship together this morning. One word and the dark became light I believe it, I believe it, yeah You spoke my name and my heart came to life I believe it, I believe it, yeah I wanna sing about it, I wanna scream and shout it I'm gonna sing it right now At the top of my lungs I sing With all of my heart I will praise you God, you are enjoyed those few moments of worship, but now it's time for us to dive into our Bible story for today. Now, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about the life of Jesus. 
We talked about him calling his disciples to follow him. We've talked about the temptation of Jesus. And today, we're going to see how Jesus deals with a tough question. Now, if you have your Bible or you can grab your Bible really quick, open it to John chapter 3. Now, you may think to yourself, wait a minute, I've heard of that chapter of the Bible before. Because it has one of the most famous Bible verses, a Bible verse that you probably all sitting in your living rooms right now can quote without even turning there. John chapter 3, verse 16. And we're going to see, we're going to learn a little bit about that verse today and what it means for us. But we're going to back up to the beginning of John chapter 3, where we meet a man named Nicodemus. Now, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. This means that he was a religious leader of the day, that he was someone who people looked to for religious help and for advice and things like that. And Nicodemus comes to Jesus and he asks Jesus a question. Well, he really starts off talking to Jesus and then it leads into a question because Nicodemus, he says to Jesus, he says, Jesus, and we find all this in John chapter three, he says, Nicodemus says, Jesus, there's no way that someone could do the things that you're doing unless they were sent by God. And Jesus responds to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, and he says, Nicodemus, he says, I I tell you these things, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now Nicodemus stops and looks at Jesus, and this is where his question comes in. Nicodemus says, Jesus, how can a man who has grown, an adult, become a baby and be born again? And that's a tough question. But we're going to see how Jesus was ready to respond to that, that question, how Jesus had an answer for that tough question. But I'm sure for a moment, there was a second where a tough question like this came up, and we're all familiar with tough questions. Maybe you're at your house and you're playing downstairs, you're playing outside or whatever it is, and your mom or your dad or your grandma or whoever it is, they come and they say, hey, have you cleaned your room yet today? And we have this sinking feeling in the pit of our stomach because we know that this is a complicated question. Because did we clean our room? No, not technically, but our room isn't super dirty. So does it really even need cleaning? I mean, honestly, come on. We face tough questions. Maybe it's you're sitting down at school or to do your schoolwork and you have a test that's coming up and you're trying to study for this test, but you can't get an answer to one of the questions. And no matter how you study it, no matter how you think about it, the answer just doesn't click for you. Tough questions are things that happen all the times and a lot of times we're left without an answer. But in this moment, Nicodemus asks a really difficult question, but Jesus has an answer. See, Jesus begins to tell Nicodemus what it means to be born again. And that's where John 3.16 comes into light. Because see, Jesus didn't mean, he wasn't telling Nicodemus that for Nicodemus to follow God, that he had to be born again like a baby. But what Jesus was telling Nicodemus is wrapped up right here in John 3.16. This is what he says. He says, God loved the world in this way, that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him would have eternal life. Now, this was an answer that Nicodemus could understand. This was an answer to a tough question that clicked in Nicodemus's brain. Because Nicodemus understood, okay, what Jesus is saying is not that I have to become a baby, but what Jesus is saying is that God has made a way for me to be born again. 
God has made a way for me to be saved. Now, the reality of this passage in John chapter 3, this famous verse that we've heard again and again and again, is that not only was it true for Nicodemus, but it's true for us today. That as boys and girls, as moms and dads, as adults, whoever we might be, the reality is that God loved us so much that He sent His one and only Son to die on a cross for us so that we could be saved. See, last week we talked about following Jesus. We talked about how the disciples, that they were there on the beach on the side of the Sea of Galilee and Jesus showed up and He said, Hey, you, follow me. And they immediately began to walk and follow after Him. But it looks a little bit different for us today because Jesus isn't walking by our house. He's not walking through our living rooms and saying, Hey, follow me. But the reality of it is, is we've still been called to follow Jesus. And this verse, John, Jesus shows us here in John chapter 3, how through God, that God has made a way that we can follow Him in our lives. And it's not dependent upon how good we are or how many times we do this or what we do. It's all wrapped up right here. Jesus says it best. He says that everyone who believes in Him will have eternal life. The Bible tells us very clearly that for us today to follow Jesus, it's as simple as believing. That we admit we're sinners, we believe in who Jesus is, and we confess it with our mouths that He is Lord, and we will be saved. Nicodemus learned a valuable lesson in John chapter 3 on this night when he came to visit Jesus. He learned that following God, that it meant that he had to change, that he had to be born again, and that that was possible only through the love of God and the gift that Jesus was giving. And the same thing applies to us today. For every single one of us, no matter how old or how young we are, the Bible tells us that it's important for us to follow Jesus in our lives, to be born again. And that is only made possible through the gift that Jesus has given of his life, his death, and his resurrection. And it's available for us today if we simply believe.
Well, I hope that you enjoyed those moments of worship and learning about Nicodemus and Jesus and their conversation. Now, today, I have an activity for all of us to do, but today, it's a secret activity. So, kids, I need you to lean in really close so that you're the only ones that can hear. Because next Sunday is Mother's Day. Now, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that over the past few weeks, whether it's your mom, your grandma, your aunt, whoever it might be, that they have been going above and beyond to take care of you guys and do some really incredible stuff for you. And so this week, we want to show them that we care and give back to them in a small way. So I have two different crafts for you guys that you can work on this week at your house to give to your mom or grandma or whoever on Mother's Day next week. The first one is a handprint butterfly. Now, to make all of these crafts, all you're going to need is construction paper, some glue or tape, and a pair of scissors. Now, for some of you, you may want to have your dad help you or an older sibling or something like that help you as you uh, cut some of these and design them out. But they're really simple to make. This one, all you need to do, trace your hands, cut them out, make a butterfly body, tape it all together, and then you can go crazy decorating this however you want. Your mom would love to have a butterfly hanging on her fridge for the next few weeks. Now, another way that we're going to celebrate moms this week is through this flower pot card. Now, this is just a simple piece of construction paper that I've folded in half, like you can see here. And then on the outside, I took other construction paper and I made a flower pot and then I made these little circles and I layered them out so that they look like flowers on the front of this card. What this gives you the ability to do is you make a card for your mom and then on the inside, on the outside here, you can write Happy Mother's Day, but on the inside, you can write a nice sweet note to your mom about how thankful you are for all that she's done for you and for everything that she's been doing for you over these past few weeks. Now, remember, this craft is a secret. So, we can't tell mom, we can't tell grandma, we can't tell whoever we're going to give crafts to, because we want them to be surprised next week on Mother's Day. Thank you guys again for tuning in today, and I hope that you join us next week for Jumpstart Worship.